And welcome to the Halison Games Cast. My name is Jeffrey Morris. This is episode 110. We have a great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking all about our hot Destiny 2 Forsaken impressions as well as Spider Man on the PS4. Joining me today is Nathan Wagner. Hey! Fellow fire team member here. We've been uh, playing a lot of Destiny this weekend, which has been fun. Yeah. We had an insane Gambit winning streak, which was which was awesome. I know you jinxed it. <laughs> but uh, also joining us, uh, fresh in from the shores of the EDZ, hot off his Destiny two playthrough, is Anthony Shelton. Dude, I got hot takes for <laughs> Destiny two, full of them, full of hot takes. Oh, we've been waiting. You thought I hated Destiny before? No. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting for the uh, the Anthony Destiny Two hot takes uh, for the last year, so we will we will definitely be looking forward to that uh, that'll be our second segment today, right after our news section. So yeah, it's good to have you on, Anthony. Glad you could make it today. Yeah. Um, so to kick things off in uh, news today, we have actually a lot of Nintendo news this week. Um, there was a Nintendo Direct planned for last week that kind of got canceled at the last minute due to like a earthquake. Um, that's probably going to be recanceled some point, you know. Wait, recanceled? It got canceled, and they're going to reschedule, reschedule it. Reschedule it, yes. Excuse me. Uh, you know, probably coming in the next couple of days, so we'll probably talk more Nintendo announcements next week. But um, one of the things that kind of a couple of things kind of leaked <laughs> and got announced kind of out of this because of the cancellation. One of them being Nintendo's website um, started popping up notifications on which games would support cloud saves and which ones would not, and the page for Pokemon and Splatoon two. Arguably, Nintendo's two biggest online games. Um, I mean, is well, Pokemon an o- a big online game? Um, I think it is for a lot of people. I mean, I, I would say Pokemon's a bigger online game than something like ARMS or uh, Mario Kart. Like, more people are going to be playing Pokemon online. You're, you're forgetting a large game coming out in December, though. Yeah, sure. They're Smash. They're Smash, <laughs> so. for sure. But uh, anyways, Pokemon and Splatoon 2 will not be supported by Nintendo's cloud save system which is going to be a twenty feature of the $20 online service coming apparently in, in a couple of weeks this month. So, um, yeah, as well as some other third-party titles have already kind of said that they will be opting out of that feature for technical reasons. So uh, what are you guys' initial thoughts on this, that Nintendo's some of Nintendo's big first-party flagship titles will not let you back up your saves on the cloud or physically or any other way? Uh, the Pokemon one, at first I was like, I guess that makes sense because they're worried about like cheaters trying to get multiple versions of Pokemon or something. But then you reminded me that they have Pokemon Bank, so I don't know why they're doing <laughs> this, and except for the fact that it might just be super complicated, which is a great sign for the paid online service launching in two weeks. Yeah, and I mean, the thing with Pokemon is there's already so many exploits and cheating out in that game as well as with Splatoon 2 like so many people have found ways to exploit Splatoon 2 rankings and all these different things um I know this is probably to prevent cheating and you know prevent you know re-rolling gear and restoring you know ranks and stuff like that but honestly this is just kind of insane to me that two of the biggest games will not be supported with cloud saves I mean could you imagine any other game and system you know interface doing this like Sony (laughs) putting out their one of their biggest flagship titles for the year and say, yeah, not supported by cloud saves. Like, I don't know. Anthony, what, what is your, uh, your thoughts on this? I, I feel like Nintendo is always that person who's trying to be different at this point. <laughs> yes. And there's people who are always trying to be different. And then at some point it becomes annoying because you know, they're just being different just to be different. Yeah. Right. And it's uh-huh. like, at some point you got to be secure in who you are. And Nintendo just needs to be secure in who they are because, they are innovative, okay? We understand that. We know that. But at some point, you got to stop being different. Like, just do what the Xbox Live and PlayStation Network does. <laughs> like, yeah. their online is completely crazy, right? And for games like Dark Souls Remastered, for example, that are coming out on the Switch, that will not have cloud saves. But it uh, will have cloud saves on Xbox on a, on and systems, PlayStation yeah. 4. Right. So what are you doing, Nintendo? 
that you can't have cloud saves for this game because it will have cheating, right? Stop being different. Like, yeah. get your stuff together I mean, so that right. way we can enjoy the game. Because the Switch needs it more than any other console because you could take it anywhere and it's portable, right? And the cartridges are like two inches. Yeah, and I mean, so I think it's easy I would... to either break the Switch or lose a cartridge. I would like forgive them more if it was just these first party games, but the fact that all these other third party games aren't going to be able to support it shows, you know, this is some weird thing on Nintendo's side where it's complicated or doesn't work with their infrastructure because these games are supporting cloud saves on every other platform, but not on the Switch because there's some random hurdle that, you know, they have to jump over and stuff. So cheating, leaderboard jumping, all that, you know, like, why is that a problem, Nintendo? Like, I can literally delete everything related to destiny one or destiny two off my ps4 log into any ps4 anywhere in the world and it will automatically have all my stuff stored on the server and everything like that there's nothing i like have to do like just because sony and microsoft have built up those systems and nintendo is still learning so i guess we can we can wait and see you know how good the service actually is and if it does warrant the 20 dollars when it comes out next month but you are asking specifically splatoon 2 players to pretty much pay you $20 a year. Otherwise, your game is pretty much unplayable and it doesn't even support cloud saves. So um, pretty crazy. But anyways, another uh, piece of news that came out of the uh, canceled Nintendo Direct, I I guess I'll say, was Mega Man 11 uh, had a surprise demo drop on the eShop. And so this is obviously the new Mega Man coming out next month. This is a different uh, demo build than what they had at like PAX and GameStop and stuff i think it's writing Blockman. was that was his name yes and uh, yeah and i i got a chance to spend a couple of minutes with it and i was actually pretty impressed with uh how the game looked the art style felt felt good it played like old school mega man um it almost kind of felt like mega man x where it was kind of the newer uh, 16-bit mega man games but it has this small things from those games that it pulls but it still overall feels like the aesthetic and gameplay from the nes mega man games so i don't know it's kind of a cool mixture that i'm really excited to see how the full game turns out yeah i really like the what is it called like the swapping mechanic where you can like change oh instantly swap between the powers yeah between the powers Mm -hmm. and like change suits and that there was some interesting platforming and uh enemies that took advantage of that which was a lot of fun yeah well there was like those are like the 2018 like quality of life improvements, right? Like yes. You can use the right stick to instantly select between any of the different Mega Man's you know powers you've unlocked, or just hot switch by pushing you know the right trigger. Um, there are some different difficulty modes that you know can assist, and there's some boost mode like items that can make things more accessible. So um, it really looks like you know they're kind of modernizing it, but also keeping it uh, very faithful to you know what those original games were. So I know I I'm, I came away pretty impressed. I think I think that game's gonna do very well and you know we've been we've known about it for about a year now so it's it's uh, kind of exciting yeah i thought it's finally coming out i honestly i thought when they announced this i was like fall like all these big games there's no way it's going to come out i thought it was going to get delayed and it seems like from the de- the demo was in good shape and it's they're like less than a month away from launch now so it seems like it's actually going to come out so good for them yeah go mega man it's a uh, good, good we're getting more mega man and real mega man games <laughs> um so Nintendo has announced a new Pokemon Nintendo Switch bundle. $3.99 comes with the uh, limited edition colors and Pokemon design. Uh, one copy of the game uh, uh, to download, as well as the Pokeball Plus controller. So you're going to think a little bit of savings here, because uh, the okay. Pokeball controller, I think, is like 50 60 bucks or something. It's like $10, 20 savings. Yeah, so you're saving a little bit. But really, I think it's more the collectors yes. you know, wanting to get this it, the backing of the switch has this cool like little silhouettes of all the different pokemon um i just have to say this is the ugliest joy con combination that nintendo has ever made and i'm shocked and appalled <laughs> that they would put a pea yellow and puke brown joy cons out on this bundle like when yeah, I, that's what that's interesting it's it's terrible. wait anthony do you like the design the pictures I look like, and maybe it's just the the color model of my screen. They don't look like puke yellow and you know whatever, but they they look more like a bronzed yellow and a bronzed tan. So it looks looks yeah. fine to me. I honestly I didn't think the the things looked that bad, but the uh, little slidey things to make the control a little bit bigger oh, little for when you're playing things. the little oh, strap things. Yeah. The fact that those were opposite colors kind of bugged me. That's where I was like, oh, okay, that that doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird color schemes on those as well. But I don't know. It's like <laughs> when I first heard this, I'm like, 
surely they're doing Pokeball Joy-Cons, right? Like you got one red, one white, or, you know, you just do like the top half red, the bottom half white. So you got like two colors on the Joy-Con. Um, or at least, you know, if I buy the Pikachu bundle, I'm getting the two yellow ones. But no, you have to get yellow and brown, the worst color combo to put together. I, I don't know. I, I feel like there was so many better ways to do this. But um, I mean, the, the good thing is you can get rid of those Joy-Cons and put on a different set That's you like true. better. The yeah. back of the Switch looks really, really cool as a... Uh, like the Pokemon designs in a, what would you call that? Yeah, it's kind of like a bezel almost. Silhouette. Yeah. yeah, and a silhouette. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah. And, and that's then, the first time Nintendo's really done that. Like all the other bundles and Switches have done. Just a standard Switch. Yeah, been, just been black. So well, the that part is cool. cool too. Yeah, and and let's let's not, you know, pretend that this isn't going to sell millions of Switches. Like this yeah. is getting so many people, especially in Japan, anyone who doesn't already have a Switch, like this is going to, be such a great uh great system seller you're gonna see these things all over the place and uh yeah i'm curious to see if they like make a lot of these or if this is gonna be a pretty limited edition because like every other pokemon um i mean i've just seen on seen it on 3ds but every other like limited uh pokemon edition 3ds i've seen has like sold out instantly and Mm -hmm. then really hard to get so i'm curious if that'll be the case with these switches as well I'm guessing there'll probably be a little bit more because it is more of a console, you know, rather than a handheld. Like, I don't even know how many different versions of 3DSs they made. They made like 30, 40, 50 different ones. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's a good move by Nintendo. Hopefully, we see a Smash Bros. bundle um, come out as well. I think that'd be that'd be cool. Um, yeah, uh, Civilization Six is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Did you see this one coming, Nathan? Like, uh, this is part of the bring everything to Switch train, right? <laughs> I was very surprised because Civilization VI is a real-time strategy game that I actually have been wanting to play for a couple of years because just the in-depth kind of strategy of that series, they do a great job, mm-hmm. um, and the music is really good as well. And But it's only on PC, and it's on, that series has only ever been on PC, as far as I know. Um, yeah, I think that's correct. And it's not on, like, PS4 or Xbox or anything like that. They didn't announce it for that, as far as I know. It's just the Switch is selling really well, and 2K is like, what other game can we put it on here? And they're going to put Civ Six, a real-time strategy game, on the Switch. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays, like, what the control scheme looks like. Yeah, because, well, can you play all touchscreen-based, maybe, or I, something? I don't, like, know. I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens with that. But I, that was just kind of a surprising announcement that I did not see coming. Yeah, I mean, I think like Diablo and stuff, I think we kind of saw coming, you know, and, get, you know, oh, it makes sense, but Civilization Six, I don't think many people predicted. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get some more really cool RTSs on the Switch if that sells well, you know. Port uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Collection, and I'm there, right? No, they're making that crappy roller coaster, new roller no, coaster. No, I, I tycoon want the original, the Windows 98. Or whatever ones. it is. The good ones. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, uh, Spider Man, uh, PS4. Um, so far, it's the fastest-selling game of the year so far in the UK. Uh, Anthony pointed out that clarification uh, to me. U.S. We have um, US, we never we, get the data we don't really, until yeah. like a month later. We don't get the sales data right away. Um, but yeah, looking like uh, that game is selling like hotcakes, and it's definitely well deserved. I can uh, attest to that. But um, I think the the cool story I did want to share about Spider-Man PS4 was that uh, um, there was kind of a fan proposal gone wrong here, where. Uh, Basically, months ago, a huge Spider-Man fan wanted to propose to his girlfriend and contacted Insomniac, the devs, and said, hey, you know, can you put somewhere in the game, like, a billboard or something that says, Maddie, will you marry me? And, like, you know, when the game comes out, we'll play, I'll show it to her, you know, it'll be this amazing moment, and it'll be cemented in video game history, you know. And so the devs said, sweet, sounds good. They put it in there. It's like a little secret. And the game comes out, and there's the message in there. Turns out, in the months uh, leading up to the game's release, Maddie... (laughs) actually broke up with the person and then as a stroke of the Parker luck would have it started dating his brother. (laughs) And so this guy literally has had, you know, the worst luck. I don't know exactly all the stories behind it, but insomniac then reached out again after hearing this saying, you know, we're so sorry about the situation. Do you want us to change it? We don't want to put you in an awkward spot and have this reminder of this girl who, you know, isn't with you anymore. And so, uh, he, has requested that Insomniac switch it to like a message about his grandma as like a tribute because that was kind of how he got into Spider-Man comics and stuff like that in like the character. So Insomniac's going to patch it out and update and change it for this fan. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of a story like this in a game before where a developer put in, you know, a little fan Easter egg and then patched it out because it didn't work out very well. So 
I don't know. I thought that was kind of a funny story. It's funny, but that dude was dumb. Yeah. Like, just straight up. Like, you're going, like, you know your girl wants you to propose to her. So you're going to make her wait for her to come out. Then you have to play through the game to get to that point. Like, you're just delaying something that you know you're, like, just just propose. Just, yeah. no, that was and, the worst way. Like, yeah. go to a game. Put it on the Jumbotron. <laughs> Uh, no, don't, don't do that. That was just a poor idea. I feel like it'd be a cool idea if it wasn't a proposal. Like, you know, hey, can you put in this message? Like, if it really was like a tribute to like a grandma or someone like that, that would have probably been a, you know, something that's not really time gated or a, a huge life decision. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's you, Maddie. Point. Like, that would have yeah. been fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. Good point. But uh, yeah, so if you're playing Spider-Man PS4, see if you can find it. It's on uh, one of the movie theaters in the game. It says, now playing, Maddie, will you marry me? So um, pretty pretty crazy. But um, our last new story here um, has to do with the criminal investigation. Uh, Nathan, uh, our beat reporter down the streets, uh, has more. Yeah, so this, is, this comes from Nintendo Life. But uh, they are reporting that Belgium, the uh, like, country of Belgium, is launching a criminal investigation into EA. Because uh, they made a ruling earlier, I think it was either earlier this year or last year, mm-hmm. that basically year. loot boxes are illegal because um, they're considered gambling um, in Belgium. And so other developers like uh, 2- or 2K and I believe um, Blizzard and yeah, stuff like that have just taken stuff. the loot boxes out of the game for the Belgium release. But EA refused with their upcoming FIFA game. Um, to take out loot boxes for the Belgium release. are that important. And so they're launching a criminal investigation uh, into EAA. EA. Um, the president of EA basically said, hey, we don't think this is uh, like preying on innocent people. We don't think it's gambling because you're getting a drop of something no matter what, even if you don't know exactly what you're getting. And so this will probably be months and months in the courts as they kind of, the legal teams battle out and try and figure out a a decision, but I just thought it was interesting that EA is having a criminal investigation launched into them. <laughs> it's like, what, what's the what's the end game here? Is like EA going to get their games banned in Belgium? Are they going to have to pay a fine? Like, will just nothing happen? Like, I, I'm very interested to see you know where. This I mean, goes. you have to think about it. I don't, I don't think Belgium is like a huge part of their audience, so I don't think they no, care yeah. if they lose Belgium that yeah. day. So I think for them, it's like, all right, we'll fight it here and see what happens. Yeah, and I think that's the larger overall narrative is there have been different politicians who have tried to – there's been a conversation around the boxes being gambling um, in other places besides Belgium and different states around the Mm -hmm. U.S. and other parts of the world. And I'm curious to see um, if this has any impact with those talks or anything like that. Yeah, I think if any big third party could afford all the legal fees and whatever uh, yeah. Belgium's throwing them, it's going to be EA as well. So definitely, I think uh, they're not too worried about they're it. Paying but... with all the uh, microtransactions they're earning off the Belgian <laughs> exactly. loot boxes right now. Let's uh, funnel all of our FIFA microtransaction fees. Uh, that should more fees. than cover any of our legal fees. Um, but yeah, so that that uh, closes up our new segment for today. Uh, let us know uh, what your favorite news story uh, of the gaming world was this week and uh, we'd love to talk with you guys on our twitter as always at hey listen underscore game so we're jumping straight into our destiny 2 segment forsaken is here destiny 2's big year two update 40 dollar dlc um and really just a whole, almost a whole new game like similar to how destiny 1 had yes. a very very big update that changed so many different things about the game systems and leveling and everything um, we kind of have that here in Destiny 2. And, Anthony, you have the really unique perspective of really not really playing Destiny 2 till really all these quality of life and things have kind of changed. Um, and so, like, your initial impression of Destiny 2 is very different than something like, you know, me and Nathan and other people kind of have gone through. So um, what was some of the, you know, first things that kind of stood out to you as you uh, started playing Destiny 2? Uh, well, let me preface, I haven't played The Forsaken yet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you basically uh, played through like the uh, base game, but you did it last gone... week or two, so it's kind of a different experience than uh, when it first launched. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, it's enjoyable now. <laughs> it's enjoyable. <laughs> let's start now. with let's start with that. Um, <laughs> if you haven't heard my thoughts on the original Destiny, I had hardly any good thoughts about it because it was a game I thought had a lot of potential that did not live up to it. 
at all except in the shooting, which Bungie's always been good at the shooting aspect of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, um, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was they got rid of the explore missions and repurposed them into side missions, mm-hmm. specifically targeting like this is where you can gain more experience. This is where you can get more power. This is where you could get new gear. It's 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 more Borderlands ish uh, in its structure, but because it's so straightforward now, and the explore missions aren't mandatory, uh, or the side missions aren't mandatory like the explore missions were, because you had to do all these different weird tasks mm-hmm. the same way every planet. <laughs> Just getting oh, yeah. different planetary so- materials that do the same thing and pull out the ghost, right. scan something, stand there for you know an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and they gave slight, you know, minimal story context to certain things, or at least fleshed out the story just in a little bit more in certain ways. Yeah, the, uh, the adventures are, are kind of nice because they are optional, like you're saying, but they do give you little little nuggets of lore and, you know, another thing to do if you, if you choose to. Um, and I could explain the story of Destiny 2 to you in, like, three minutes instead of the original D1 story, which you <laughs> still would need, like, sense. 30 yeah. minutes and be like, what? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, overall, I think they did a great job with uh, storytelling in, in this game. They learned a lot from whatever they did with The Taken King, because I thought The Taken King uh, did well in that mm. area as well. Um, but the other good things, uh, the public events are more common. The only thing I don't like about the way they do public events now is that they're not a surprise anymore. Like the oh, only yeah. thing that's a surprise is the um, the high value targets that show up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's the only surprise that's left. I still like that there's more public events because it's just nice to be running around and all of a sudden the, the sky goes dark yeah. and you know like <laughs> something's so about fun. to go down. <laughs> yeah, they're a lot of fun and just to you know battle something <laughs> with people you had you were not paying attention to at all, and then all of a sudden you guys are grouped up killing this uh, thing or whatever I, I see how it is anthony you weren't a real d1 player because you didn't download the destiny public events tracker app on your phone <laughs> to figure out what i was they not were <laughs> i was like well destiny yeah i was like why am i working so hard i gotta yeah. look up the story on the grimoire cards and download yes, like exactly. the destiny public event app yeah. like come on now it's just yeah, so weird that so many of those other things are in the game you know um even one of the big things the destiny 2 in general where you know you have a map of the world now and you can fast travel to different parts you can see where different missions are located and where public events are going to be spawning in and you can you don't have to travel all the way back to orbit between activities you can just go from planet to planet if you would like to so just you know a lot of great quality of life changes are in there for sure and um, since forsaken has dropped they've done a lot of really big changes uh, for every every owner of destiny uh, whether or not you have forsaken so um, i don't know if you've gotten a chance to check out like the triumphs and the collections in uh in destiny to now but basically there's tons of different um basically many achievements uh for you to get any triumphs so it's almost something similar to um something like i I think a lot of blizzard games like world of warcraft and diablo you know they have a lot of these little uh side quests and achievement type things that it's tracking like get a certain amount of kills with this subclass get uh you know win a crucible match with you know 10 headshots and just tons of different stuff like that. That just kind of gives you always something that you're always working towards now. And you have your entire gear collection of everything you've ever unlocked instantly accessible in a collections tab anytime you pause. So you can reclaim any of your old armor or weapons, any of those things. And you can see gear that's missing, how to get it. Um, and I just really like that because I've always kind of said Destiny's a collection game, but it's never really embraced that side until now. Like you've had to use, you know, like we said, third-party apps and websites, and it was always uh, kind of difficult to manage all of your inventory. But now that's a lot more visible, which is, I think, really cool. But uh, Nathan, what's something you've really enjoyed uh, as part of this Forsaken update? Uh, the thing I've enjoyed is random rolls coming back from Destiny 1. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear which... you say that. I can't believe I'm saying it because I remember when they announced Destiny 2 and they're like, there's no more random rolls. All the weapons are the same. I was like, yes, finally. I kind of disliked random rolls because I felt like, you know, like I could have the same gun as someone, but mine was not nearly as good as as their gun. It made it more of a grind. Exactly. And And so, but after playing D2 for a year 
and kind of being like, okay, I got the guns that I wanted to. I have no reason to, to keep playing this game. Mm-hmm. I stopped playing it and kind of like when you get a really good roll on a gun, it just feels really good. You're like, oh my gosh, like this could be a really good gun that I, and trying to decide whether you, it's a gun that you want to keep and maybe infuse and continue to upgrade instead of just being like, oh, okay, it's a good gun. I'm just going to leave it yeah. at its power level yeah. though, because if I get it, one of the, the exact same one, it's going to be the exact same. Just out of, so, yeah. so now you, you makes know, more interesting decisions. If you get destiny. four of the same gun now, you can compare them and say, okay, which one best fits my play style? Which one do I want to invest more time or resources into? Uh, and it gives you a lot more flexibility. Like I saw you got a bow, you posted on Twitter that yeah. had like explosive damage on headshots or body shots. Like it just looked like that was a super ton of fun. And um, overall, yeah. de- like Anthony, one of the best things about Forsaken, like it sounds simple, but it's the combat bows. Like being able to use space bows in the game feels so satisfying. Like Bungie somehow nailed just the shooting mechanic yet again with with bows, just charging up and get, landing those headshots. Um, on aliens and PVE just feels so good. Like really, I, it's the best really bow really in gaming that I've encountered. Only that it really comes close. Like Jaeger pointed out on, on Twitter, of course. You know he had a rebuttal. Uh, the torque bow in Gears of War. That that was a pretty, that was a very satisfying way to kill enemies. But um, really, I could just shoot these bows all day long, and it just is so much fun. Yes, it feels really good. Which I mean, we shouldn't be surprised because, like Anthony said earlier, if there's one thing Bungie can do, it's make a really good first person shooter yeah um so anthony you don't have forsaken yet but i think you told me you were planning on getting it here soon what's kind of making you want to jump into forsaken now you've kind of played through the base game of destiny 2 do you just want more of that universe or is there something specific about forsaken you're looking forward to um yeah i just i i want more of the game at this point um Obviously, the things I mentioned before were my biggest grievances. Those have been largely resolved. The story mm-hmm. missions were not repetitive anymore. Uh, they were actually varied and interesting. Uh, the story was told well. And one of the better things about Destiny, period, was the the strikes and the raids. So um, now that the shell of Destiny 2 is so much better than Destiny... It makes everything else that much more appealing. And even going back to the random roll stuff, I come from Borderlands mostly, and that's all what Borderlands is. It's just random rolls of everything. You get the mm-hmm. same weapon, and it's just completely different than you know somebody else's. And it's like what hurt more in Destiny is that their loot drops were so rare in the first place so it's like you get that random roll and it's like oh my god i'm just gonna have to work so dang hard to get another one <laughs> whereas w2 there's actually a nice steady flow of loot drops and that feels really good now it's not nearly as much as a borderlands for example but it feels steady it feels good like I still don't like the way they do the power level stuff. That's still a little irritating. Uh, but I enjoy using all the weapons, so it doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they kind of uh, tweak the hand cannons and auto rifles now, so they're not as powerful as they were in <laughs> Destiny 1. Yeah. Um, but all of that combined with the idea that there's good loot drops now, nice steady drip of them, so it's like, okay that's something to work towards. I'm going to have fun doing that. I'm going to have fun doing the strikes. I'm going to have fun doing the raids. I had fun with those in destiny. So mm-hmm. yeah, now it's nice. the time taking King, like the taking King was legitimately good. Like yes. I hated destiny, but I walked away from the taking King saying this was a good game. I like what they did. Mm-hmm. So now that destiny two has like improved on everything they've done from that and made it a little bit better. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to go there. I am. <laughs> awesome. Well, you are definitely in for a treat because I think personally, I enjoy kind of Forsaken's campaign, just the way the mission uh, was structured uh, more than any of the really other Destiny campaigns, as well as just the some a lot of the storytelling. I found it very interesting. It was definitely had a very different tone and take of the you know Destiny story with it focusing around Cade's death and being really a revenge tale and. It's like a space western in a lot of ways, and you're hunting down all these different, you know, villains with um, very different boss fights. Like there's one where you're pretty much riding on a pike the whole time and chasing down this guy who's also riding like a flaming pike, and um, it's just really, really cool. I like the variety in the missions, but uh, good. 
yeah so it's i really like the campaign i think you'll you'll enjoy that and then honestly gambit is my favorite mode like i mentioned earlier me and nathan have been playing tons of matches we played you know what seven eight matches last night and uh that mode i could just play stop it's not getting old i i am hope hopeful and uh pretty sure that you know we'll still be playing this gambit mode you know weeks and months after release which is you know really the true test for a destiny 2 content drop is you know how how long does it keep you in and give you stuff to do and so far with all the quests and different things that's uh something that looks like it's definitely doing so yeah was there any other any other uh closing words about destiny 2 or forsaken uh, i know anthony you got a jit out of here pretty soon but um i suck at the crucible i just don't <laughs> have the right weapons right now i just don't i'm just, just like I just get battered, and I'm like, <laughs> I was not this bad in Destiny. Like, what is going on? And I realized, oh, because yeah. I got two submachine guns. Yeah, that's not going to work right now. <laughs> no. It's not going to do it. Well, the, no. the meta is definitely still up in the air with the new sandbox update they, they did. So, like, that is kind of a fun part for me right now is, like, for the last four or five months, it was pretty much you had to use this one weapon if you wanted to be successful. And now there's so many different options that will work, and there's a lot of experimenting going on, but... Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah we'll have rifles to... and scout rifles. That's like the better right now, at least for what I played. Yeah, everybody's I mean, got scouts or pulse rifles, and I think it, they're still definitely good. But there, there are some other options now that you can use special a little bit more. But you gotta oh, worry okay. about ammo. But anyways, we should jump into Crucible um, soon this week. So then I, maybe uh, run as a team. We'll have a have a little bit more luck. I, it's a lot for me. Usually fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it'll be fun. And uh, yeah, so we'll look forward to playing more Destiny two. Uh, with you and uh yeah thanks so much for joining the show today sorry i gotta jet out a little early here but it was a good having you yeah yeah uh, yeah feel free to drop your uh your uh, twitter handle for your your uh, new show anthony just posted a new episode uh based on overcooked 2 on his uh, real talk video games which was uh made a lot of excellent points really really appreciated uh uh the content that you bring in that show so uh where, where can people find you on twitter and uh online uh, Twitter at Mr. Ant Shelton, Mr. with MR, Ant Shelton. Uh, my podcast is a uh, real talk about video games. Yep. So definitely uh, check out Anthony, give him the follow, and let him know uh, what you thought of his uh, Destiny 2 takes today. I'm sure he'd uh, appreciate the ongoing conversation. <laughs> uh, oh, all yeah, right. bring it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Anthony. We will uh, catch you later. All right. Later, guys. All right. Well, Destiny 2 Forsaken is awesome. If you're wondering if you should get it, I think here on the Hayes and Games cast we can give our yes. recommendation. And uh, Nathan, what's kind of been in closing here? What's kind of been uh, the biggest thing that you've been enjoying doing in um, Forsaken? So there, there's two things. One, they added in like bounties and, and quests and stuff like that back into the game, which they were already there, but they kind of changed how they do them. And I've just been enjoying that way to kind of upgrade and get um, tokens and stuff like that. That's been been a cool. Um, I hadn't played since like uh, base Destiny two. I didn't play yeah. any of the previous two expansions, so that was a nice change a for me. A lot of different quests yes. and things to to go after yep. and work towards. Yeah, and the the other thing is that I really appreciate about it is once you get to the five hundred soft level cap. You can do like almost anything and it will reward you. It's not like there's just this one way that you have mm-hmm. to grind out something to be able to basically level up. Um, almost every single mode um, in the game will give you some type of reward that will help you to continue to push forward. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to um, push forward quickly, you're going to have to do pretty much all of them. So um, it just gives you a lot of variety to play, which is nice. But if you just really want to play Gambit and you really enjoy that, you can play that and still feel like you're advancing mm-hmm. and making progress on your character. Yeah, and I really appreciate how they switched a lot of that to um, daily things. Yes. Because um, with Destiny 2 launch, and really for the past year, it's been, hey, you know, here, here's you know the four or five things you can do this week to you know get powerful rewards, and that's it. Once you did it, you were done. But now you still have a lot of different weekly rewards that um, you're doing, but you also have um, – daily things so like every day when you log in you'll get different rewards for doing different things as well so there's always something to do and there's always something to work towards and like you said you have a lot of freedom of choice and uh with all the different there's like hundreds of different bounties all over the world um and quests you're working on so like part of the fun for me is finding that min maxing where i can go okay i'll pick up bounties here here and here i'm gonna run this mission right here and then do that and that should check off you know six different things all at the same time if i'm running the right loadout and stuff so it's def- definitely definitely a lot of fun um figuring out you know 
how you want to tackle all those things. Exactly. Was there any um, like things you don't like about Forsaken or the update or anything like that that, yes. that kind of bug you? <laughs> the fact that it came out three days before Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Which so having to split your time. Yeah, no, I it was actually funny. I, I got pretty far into it the, the first day it came out. Um, I have an awesome wife who is um, home and updated for me, so it was already when I came home from work. <laughs> it was a big update. Uh, so I got got to play a lot, stayed up late that night. The next night I was playing pretty late too, and I got pretty much up to the point where I was at like the final boss fight, just the main little campaign part. And I'm like, oh, I should do this now. Like I'm probably going to get Spider-Man tomorrow, and I'm really busy tomorrow anyway, so I'm not going to have any time to play it. You know, then I'm not going to beat the campaign for like four or five days or something. So I literally started the mission, the cutscene started, and I fell asleep during the cutscene. I wake up, and it's like, you've been kicked due to inactivity. I'm like, can't do it. I'm too tired. Turned it off, and I just played Spider-Man for four straight days and ended up beating it this week. I think yesterday, Monday. Um, but You beat Spider-Man or beat Destiny 2? Beat Destiny 2. Yeah, okay, just that okay. one just final mission. Yes, just so yes. it took me, like, I went boom, 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 beat, like, so much, and then I just stopped playing for, like, five days, and then I finally, okay, I'll beat the final boss it, now. Yeah. But uh, segue into Spider-Man. Um, if you couldn't tell, it's an amazing game, and I can't put it down because I set aside Destiny 2 Forsaken, which we've talked about is so we great and amazing. We just talked about for like 15 <laughs> minutes about how, how much we're enjoying it. Yeah. So just wanted to clarify, this is going to be a spoiler-free discussion, right? You're not going to spoil Hopefully, because yeah. I haven't played the game yet, no, so yeah. I don't want it to be spoiled, and I, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. I am definitely on like all for like not spoiling anything. Like I've literally gone dark, like I've said, and like not looked up anything, like launch trailers, anything since like E3. Um, and I've stayed pretty much spoiler free and I've very much enjoying that. I am going in with that. Awesome. So I want to preserve that experience for everyone listening as well as you, Nathan. Okay. So, so my first question for you then, Jeffrey, yes. What is the best thing about this game? If you had to um, say one thing, oh. what's the best thing? <laughs> uh, it, it sounds crazy, but probably the storytelling, um, really okay. the voice acting, the storytelling is, is what's really getting me in. Like the web slinging is literally like the best it's ever been in any Spider-Man game. Really, the best movement probably in any video game I've ever played. You're not fighting... Just the sense of motion. Exactly. You're not fighting the controls. You're just... They added all these little nuances and the animations and different moves to web-slinging where it definitely takes you like an hour almost to get a hold of it. It's not just, you know, hold down R2 and you just fly around with invisible webs hanging to the ceiling. You know, like it's it's there, a lot some, more nuanced. A little than, bit some skill-based stuff. Yeah, there's some skill-based stuff. And once you get it done, it's just like so beautiful and you never want to stop. Um, which is obviously one of the main main draws to think of any Spider-Man game, but really this this story packs in so many awesome characters from the Spider-Man universe, and the fact that it's not hampered down by tying in with a movie or anything like Marvel said, you know, we want you guys to do your own take on Spider-Man. Uh, we want you to bring in any characters you feel like that works, and the reason that Insomniac wanted to do a Spider-Man game was like they loved that duality of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And some other Spider-Man games have tried to tell, you know, Peter Parker's story. Like the most recent one, Amazing Spider-Man 2, had parts where you played as Peter Parker. But you would literally just like walk through a thing and everything that said was boring. It had nothing. And you were just literally just, oh my gosh, please end this so I can be Spider-Man. There was no interesting story content or meat or anything No character from those. development. Yeah, really. no development. Nothing interesting about those parts. And like it's never, like it's, that's something that's never been done in a Spider-Man game. But now like I'm like... Oh, sweet. I get to be Peter Parker and go walk around the feast shelter and talk to Aunt May. I, I'm so excited to see what happens next. Like, sounds crazy. That, that is – so the fact that knowing you and knowing how much, like, yes, you enjoy story and Spider-Man is, like, your favorite superhero. So I think that contributes to it. But knowing how much you put an emphasis of gameplay over story beats mm-hmm. um, says that the story is really, really good. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, being able to tell that good story where, you know, the best Spider-Man stories being a – you know, big Spider-Man comic fan. Like, I have, like, two giant boxes of Spider-Man comics in my my uh, one of my rooms. But those best stories are when Peter Parker and Spidey's worlds, like, clash, right? You know, it's uh, when those two characters are at odds with each other. You know, he can't really be successful at both. You know, one takes a toll on his other life. And you that plays out so beautifully in this game. And the humor and the interactions between characters are so organic and feel so good. And... Like, there are thousands of lines written just for the open world. When Spidey's swinging around, you're getting calls from MJ and Aunt May and other characters 
um, that you, you kind of partner up with in the game. And every single conversation is a unique conversation. You never hear the same dialogue twice. Like nothing loops. None of that is repeated. It's so organic. And like they've even paid so much attention to detail where they recorded every in-game line uh, with like a, hey, what if Spider-Man was just standing there talking and was relaxed? And, oh, if you're web-slinging through the city and you're kind of working, you know, he's going to sound a little more exhausted as he's talking. And like the game will switch back and forth between the, the audio tracks depending on where you're moving so like there's just so many great storytelling things in the game and um i can't really say anything much more without spoiling anything yeah but yeah i love the direction they're going with all the characters and stuff and i'm excited to finish it i'm i think i'm at 56 percent done or so so i'm okay i'm most of the way i think through this i'm through the a little over halfway and through yeah. collectibles and yeah stuff. and there's there's a ton to do on the side so what's the what's the open world like because i know there's been a lot of fair amount of Spider-Man kind of open world games are you able to swing mm-hmm. through New York, but some of them were interesting and rewarding. Some of them, not so much. What is, what is like, how are the collectibles? How's the open world? Do you feel like it's rewarding and fun to do? Or is mm-hmm. it just kind of like, Oh, here's some more content. Um, I feel like the collectibles are very manageable and I think they're, they are rewarding because to give you an example, the last Spider-Man game came out, Amazing Spider-Man two, I believe it had 490, comic book pages floating through the city you had to collect (laughs) like 500 of these little pages and basically all they did was they unlocked like an old like stanley comic book that you could like scroll through awkwardly on your ps4 and like read and i think you unlocked like 10 of them so basically like every like 80 pages you would get one so like you're sitting there you're collecting all these pages you collect like 60 in a day and you're like great that did absolutely nothing and it was not fun it used to feel like you have to collect all these random pieces of trash everywhere. And now, in this game, there are 55 backpacks hidden throughout the world. Um, and, like, you can see the objectives on your marker, uh, like, on your map and stuff. But you do have to kind of, you know, find the right spot to go to. And when you pick them up, it's one of Peter's old backpacks he's stowed in the city with a web. And you literally pull out an object from, you know, some random thing. For example, one of them, I think, is a cracked piece of Mysterio's uh, you know helmet that he wears and Mysterio as far as I know isn't even in the game but you know it builds that universe and every single item Peter will kind of narrate and just give his thoughts so, oh you know this was from that fight I had with Mysterio and I, I adapted that lens to make my own mask and figure out how I made that and you'll find another one oh this is the menu for my first date with MJ like man I wish I could take her to a nicer place and so there's just so building backstory building character exactly making you feel more like you're in that world yeah and i i love that kind of stuff in any game but especially like in spider-man yeah so i'm just like i spent the first like five hours of the game almost just going and finding every backpack i could because i loved that little that little neat additional storytelling that they had in the game but um all those backpacks you get gives you little power-up tokens as well as well as stopping crimes like random crimes will pop up throughout um there's also other things you kind of unlock as you get further in the game so basically, all the, whenever you stop those or do those little side missions or side find activities. those things, it does give you tokens. And all those little upgrade tokens um, you use to further upgrade your gadgets that you've made, like cool web shooters, like web bombs and stuff like that, um, or unlock a new suit. So you can craft new suits. Um, all the different Spider-Man suits come with your own unique powers that you can swap out. Um, you have different mods you can put. There's three mods in each suit. So it's like a very big crafting RPG almost system. And every time you level up, you're also unlocking skills, you know, for new combat and maneuvering. And yeah. So the open world I think is good because I find myself motivated to do it Yeah, as well as, Oh, I'm actually making progress and getting rewarded for doing these things. You know, so we talked about with breath of the wild, what made it so great. You know, it was rewarding to explore if you went up to the top of the mountain, you knew something awesome was going to happen. It's kind of like that in here. If you go off and do those different things off the beaten path, um, it's a lot of fun, and you're also getting rewarded. And it's not so many that you feel overwhelmed. It's not overwhelming. Like an Assassin's yeah. Creed game or something Yeah, yeah, like it's that. not overwhelming. There are, there are more that open up now that I've kind Absolutely. of gotten towards the end of the game. Sure. Um, which for me personally, I am fine with for the most part because, like I said, I've almost gotten all the backpacks, and so now that there's a couple other things to go explore as well, um, I kind of like that. Yeah. Like I think there's – 15 research stations that Harry Osborn has set up. And so you basically go to it. And as soon as you do it, it starts a little mini side quest where Harry 
talks with you. Okay, I need you to go over here and check check this problem out, and you go do it, and it's this neat storytelling that builds in because Norman Osborn is a character, and mm-hmm. you know it just really builds more of the story in the world, and then you also get rewards for doing that as well. So um, just a lot of really cool little different things in there. It's not just like again the last couple of Spider-Man games where oh there's four different things to do in the world. You can stop someone from a fire. You can do a car chase or you can stop, you know, someone from mugging. And those are the three things you can do. And every single time it's exactly the same. Like yeah. Yeah. V- all of them are very varied and unique and different, which keeps, keeps me motivated. Cool. But. I guess the, the last question I have for you then is what is the combat like? Obviously I think a lot of people have compared this game to some of the Batman Arkham games because mm-hmm. it's a superhero game. The combat system looks at least somewhat inspired from that system. Mm-hmm. So how does that feel? How does that play? Um, I will say, although it does look similar, there's one very big difference, and that is there's no counter button. Um, you know, Batman, even things like Assassin's Creed, Shadow of Mordor yeah. and stuff, you know, you have, you know, X to, you know, attack enemies, then you have the Y button to counter and, you know, basically do a counter attack. There is no counter. There is a dodge button. So basically, if the spidey sense is showing, you can dodge, you know, bullets and enemy hits and stuff. But um, you're always fighting and dodging, and then there's a lot more mobility because you can zip around, do web kicks. Um, you know, you can shoot webs out to grab people. And the combat system starts out pretty small, but the more you unlock things, you know, there's way more moves and things to unlock. Um, I've gotten to the point now where I'm at like level 23, where I have so many different options at my arsenal that I've really started to kind of master it. And so I can just, you know, punch a couple of guys, stick these guys to a wall, throw a web bomb over here to get those guys out of my hair, shoot a guy up into the air and do a web combo there, slam him back down, pull another guy up. And so you just find all these really interesting ways to chain um, combos. And I've definitely really appreciated that it is different, but it is kind of familiar yeah. as well if you have played something like and Arkham. it doesn't feel overwhelming once you start unlocking more things. Um, I would say no, because you, you can choose what you want to do. Because okay. um, that's part of the skill tree with yeah. leveling up. So, like, you can choose if, hey, this sounds like a cool thing. I hold down triangle, and I can yank pistols out of guys' arms so they don't shoot me. And then the next one after that, I think, is you can yank bazookas or uh, AKs as well. And then the last one is, oh, if you do it now, he swings the weapon around and hits them back in the head with it. So yeah. there is some progression. You can kind of choose how you want to do that. Um, and like I said, every single suit you buy has its own super move. So like, like Spider Punk's, he literally plays like a guitar and it's super silly and you yeah. know, it stuns everyone. Web Blossom just webs everyone within like 10 feet of you. There's an EMP that, you know, you know, stuns everyone. Uh, I think my favorite one so far has to be the Iron Spider legs I just unlocked from Infinity War. Like the big four like arm things pop out and you just like wreck people in like two or three hits. You just you're like a, a tank pretty much. Yeah. But when you play Batman Arkham, like I always felt like I was more like a I was like a bodybuilder, like come at me, bro, right? And you're just standing there just going bang, 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 bang. And you're pretty much standing almost in the same spot. Like you're not. It was like, all as about mobile. chaining that combo together and exactly. pressing either square triangle or x depending on what you were trying yeah. to do and who, who was attacking and you didn't mix it up and batman yeah. obviously had gadgets and stuff but like i didn't find myself using the gadgets as much in that i was mostly you know just punching or countering and just kind of standing letting the enemies come to me on spider-man the enemies are more spread out usually and you have like the webs that are constantly recharging and different arsenals that there is a lot more ways to mix up the combat which i really appreciate well, that's good because he I mean, Spider-Man is kind of—he's not as built as as Batman, and so yeah, yeah he's sure. he's a scrawny kid, right? Yeah. He's he's supposed to be mobile, and that's part of the fun. And it doesn't neuter your abilities anytime. Like at any time, you can just literally start web slinging and just start slinging, you know, ten, fifteen stories at a time if you want to. It's not like some past Spider-Man games where it's like, oh, you're in a combat situation. You now can only jump five feet and walk at two miles per hour. Like, oh, gosh. At the yeah. entire game, you have Spider-Man's full mobility and arsenal, no matter if you're inside, outside, you know, in combat, not in combat, which is cool. Just cool. cool. But so is really, this... there's not a lot to complain about. Yeah. Which, no, uh, no major complaints. I do want to say, anything? even though, you know, I am a big Spider-Man fan, like, I am very harsh when it comes to Spider-Man games because, like I said, I've played almost all of them of the last... Yes. 10 15 years and i say without doubt most of them have not been good experiences like some of them i've just like ah 
edge of time. I'm just going to play through it because you have my two favorite Spider-Man voice actors from the cartoons. <laughs> and you have the future Spider-Man that I love collecting his comics. So I'll see this through. And I'm just like, why did I do that? That was a garbage game. That was terrible. Yeah. And, you know, this game, I'm just trying to find something to nitpick. And it's very hard to do. Like, really, the only thing I had to get used to was, you know, I'm pushing dodge more uh, rather than the counter. And so that's a different thing about the... Uh, yeah, sure. combat but yeah really there's not a lot to complain about i think the only thing i've complained about so far really is i when i loaded it up today and saw that i was 54 percent done i was like no i want the game to keep going yeah. i'm getting close to the end yeah but i know there is some dlc coming out um which will be cool and hopefully you know like we said it's looks like it's selling pretty well so it should uh should hopefully get a sequel i think that'd be that'd be awesome insomniac you know kept working on this but um oh photo mode too i'm sure you've been seeing pictures all over twitter and stuff like that a photo mode <laughs> it's a really really good photo mode it's been my favorite uh photo mode of any game really um i think i got into uncharted force photo mode but yeah i haven't really messed around with photo mode in any other ps4 game so that is a ton of fun you can literally just do selfie mode where spider-man is like peace you know just taking a picture of himself with people um i think i think you have a lot of fun playing with that too awesome just cool awesome cool uh where does this like how does this rank in other games you've played this year? Is this probably your favorite game you've, you've played Ooh, this year? Is uh, that too early to tell still? Um, in a way, I guess it, it, it kind of is too early to tell. I do want to see how the story pans out. Sure. Something sure. like God of War I didn't finish. Um, I wasn't as motivated to finish that story. I really appreciated what that game did and stuff. But I feel like just the overall feel of Spider-Man is something that appeals to me personally more yes uh, yeah. obviously god of war is more of a dark dreary more mature m- very mature tale you know you're dealing with kratos which praise the lord that atreus his son is in there or whatever because you know all the dog with him is very interesting and uh, like kratos is still just very somber and tries not to show too much emotion and stuff i love all the quips spider-man makes and all the the jokes and gags like every time you swing by a police officer or you help them he always swings away with you know some type of quip and stuff like that and um it just i find myself just laughing as i'm playing this game like oh my gosh that was so great um so yeah it's probably probably is my favorite game this year cool um yeah we'll have have to we'll be excited to hear so far kind of your final (laughs) impressions and i'm sure i want to play this game at some point i just have yeah hey after the show's done here uh i'm not letting you leave without uh, playing playing swing around the city a little bit all right, I'm in. <laughs> so that'll be fun. But yeah, I I think the best superhero game up to this point I've played was Arkham City. Um, uh-huh. I think you know a lot of people share that opinion. That was an amazing game. Um, and story-wise, this does a lot of what Arkham City did, where it finds a really interesting way to build in so much world and all the villains and tell a really interesting story that you want to see it through to the end. Um, so I'm really hoping this has a crazy, you know, epic conclusion, which... I know the Sinister Six is in there at some point because, you know, the E3 uh, demo and stuff. And so I've seen hints, hints of that throughout the story. So I'm excited to kind of s- see everything really build to that final act and crescendo and see how, see how it pans out. But Sounds good. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what we have planned for our show today here. Um, we just really want to talk a lot about Spider-Man and Destiny since, you know, those are the two of the biggest releases of the year, really, for us. Um, yep. Both came out this week. Um, I think... Spider-Man will probably be the best-selling game till maybe Red Dead comes out, because that's multi-plat. I could see that selling more. Uh, uh, that'll probably sell more, and that's been the most hyped game yeah. of the year, I think, all year long. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure Sony is going to make a killing with Spider-Man, with how popular that mm-hmm. IP is, just with the population in general. It appeals to everyone. I mean, and... it's literally Marvel's biggest character. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's it's a pretty easy moneymaker, and the fact that it's a very It's an actual good game. game, and people yeah. are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so that, that definitely speaks a lot. And you can just tell the devs put a lot of care care into it which is which is very cool but um for you nathan is there anything else you've been kind of playing this week outside of destiny that you wanted uh, to kind of chat about here as we end the show I, those destiny and spider-man like i said all i've been playing yeah, yeah. not much else to talk to on my front uh no i've pretty much just been playing destiny 2 and like we talked we talked about the mega man demo already oh, yeah, so yeah. that's it um it's kind of weird i haven't really been playing my switch that much the last couple of weeks yeah i i haven't i haven't played it in a while but there's other things coming later this fall that'll yeah. make me jump back in, so I'm I know. not too worried. As soon as Pokemon and Smash hits, we'll drop Spider-Man everything like a hot, hot uh, pocket or whatever, yes. and we'll just keep playing that. But, <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. The fall is here. This 
this last week was kind of mm-hmm. the beginning of the storm of all the different games that are coming yeah. out this year and our wallets are already begging for mercy so <laughs> i just say i i got a uh, two months of uh, xbox game pass they had a really great promo it was like two bucks for two months of xbox game pass and yeah i was like even if i only you know i'm busy with spider-man and those other games even if i only play for a little bit i think that's worth it yeah, yeah that's definitely worth it to check out some games like gears 4 and other things i haven't tried so um, let me know if you have an Xbox and you uh, have any recommendations for me to for games to try. I've only tried out Super Lucky's Tale, a tiny bit of Halo, uh, Master Chief Collection, and Halo Wars. But if there's any games on Xbox Game Pass you think I should check out, please let me know. I'd love to uh, love to try that. And if you even have an Xbox, like let me know. I had let can, Jeff know. I can't find anyone he to has play no Xbox friends to play with on his Xbox. <laughs> They've all moved to PS4 or disappeared off the face of the planet yeah. so i've we have one friend from college uh army of one he's he's on but he's always playing competitive overwatch and i'm not rebuying overwatch on xbox to play it with him so yeah um i think i'm gonna get him to play gears with me at some point but um but yeah let, let me know if you got any good xbox game recommendations but uh yeah um thank you so much for listening to our show this week hopefully um you've enjoyed our impressions and you're going out to buy uh, Spider-Man or uh, Destiny Forsaken right yeah, now. Yeah, let, let us know if you're, you've been playing either of those games or anything else. I know Dragon Quest Eleven came out last oh, week yeah? as well. Two, NBA 2K19, the regular edition, came out today. <laughs> so. Okay, no, quick story. I went to the midnight launch of oh. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Best Buy. Yeah, it was at Best okay. Buy. And this is because it was marketed as NBA 2K uh, midnight launch because it launched the same day as Spider-Man. It, yeah. was, it was Friday. And so I look up on the website and you know, it's all, oh, 2K, 2K. I don't see anything about Spider-Man. So I'm like, I feel like if I go, they should have it there. Like I could probably get it. So I call the people the day of. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll have Spider-Man here. You can come pick it up even though it's the 2K launch. I go to the store. There's all these guys, you know, all hyped for 2K in line. And then the guy, the store manager goes, yeah, uh, sorry, guys. We actually don't have any 2K. And they're like, no, no, it, it, it's you guys said it was, you know, the midnight launch. They yeah, we don't have any copies in. Like so. they didn't, literally didn't get the copies. We in. literally have zero copies of NBA 2K oh. in our store to give you at our advertisement night launch. Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. <laughs> and so like all of these people are super mad, like stormed out. And I just walk up in my Spider-Man shirt and hat. I'm like, I'll take my Spider-Man though. Was like, there, were you like <laughs> the only person there picking up Spider-Man or were there a couple there other was, people? There was two other guys there picking up two Spider-Man. Two other people, but yeah. mostly just Yeah, but there was a bunch of 2K people there. And like I said, I sent you a picture. There was like, 90 to like 100 like games copies of spider-man just sitting there and they they go oh sweet yeah here's your spider-man head on out i'm like i can't believe i just picked up (laughs) spider-man at the nba 2k launch with no nba 2k oh that is that is pretty bad i'm glad i'm not a 2k fan uh because i would have been uh pretty upset i think (laughs) i drove all the way to the store for a midnight and they didn't have my they must have messed up because like i said 2k did the hundred dollar launch on friday and then the the mortal sixty dollar launch only today, <laughs> so they're they're yeah. they're kind of being very mean in their yeah de- business definitely, practices. Definitely kind of kind of weird, but glad I got Spider Man, got yep. to play it that night. But anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. We're also on iTunes and we're also on Google Play now. So if you have the Google Play app uh, or Google Music, you can find us on there. And uh, we'd love to get uh, some feedback on the show. You can hit us up in any of those places. And, uh, yeah, have a good week, everyone. We're going to leave you with the Whisper of the Worm uh, track, uh, which is a really cool secret quest in Destiny 2. So go ahead and enjoy, and we will see you guys next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening.